there he is. There I am. There you are. What's up? Uh, here I am. Here there you I are. am. I know my <laughs> glory. Uh, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, do you have your coffee? Do I have my coffee? <laughs> I mean, come on now. <laughs> what is that? Little iced? It's, it's like watered down. It's bad right now. Ah, you know, whatever. I have... It, start, it started off as a nitro on, on ice. Yeah. Now it's like brown water. It's like a hey, melted ice. That's it's working. Good. I've got kind of your... Uh, I've got working man's coffee today. like it. A little Cumberland Farms action. Dollar. My, my morning patient. That's all he swears by. He's like, you Dude, can't get better coffee for a dollar. You cannot. You know? <laughs> it's one buck. And I gotta, you know, you can get a large for a dollar. Doesn't matter what size you get, it's a dollar. And it's coffee. That's it, man. Get you going. That's for sure. I gotta, I, I gotta rethink these, you know, the Jolly Green Giant Company <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, where? So where are you today? You don't look like you're in quite a uh, quite as like zen of a location no. today. I'm in my Plainville, Massachusetts office. Ah, oh, all right, cool, man. I don't think I've been to that one. I've only been to Pawtucket, I think. Um, you know, it's a little, uh, little choppy either. here or there. <laughs> yeah. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> eh. But whatever. We'll try to make do as best we can. All right. If I need to move and walk, I can. Cool, man. I'll just, when it gets choppy, I'll just take a sip of my coffee, you know? All right. But you let me know if it gets too choppy. I will. Will do. I'll get mobile. Take a little walk. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Cool, man. So you had a great idea this week. I know that, like, uh, while my wife did a race this past, not past weekend, two weekends ago. And then I know there's one coming up in June, and then there's supposed to be another in, you know, there's like just a bunch of races happening this year versus last year. Right. So what we, what what you suggested, and I think great topic, we kind of talked about trying to get through a like racing season because they're back, baby. Those races are back. People are going to be chomping at the bit this season, right? Yes. Yes. And they haven't yeah. raced in a very long time, so they're going to be, like, all rusty stuff. Right. So what's your, like, take on it from your racing um, experience? Like, how would you be approaching this season knowing that last year was most likely a, a slow year, a low year intensity-wise? So what would you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I usually, it's kind of what I do every year because I take off like the winter essentially. Um, I usually start with kind of like shorter races and then I get into longer stuff as the season goes. So, because uh, I'm someone who needs to kind of slowly build my mileage, I can't really just like jump in and crank out like the high mileage weeks. So, Typically, I'll start with, like, around here, there's the St. Pat's 5K. That's kind of my, like, kickoff event, typically. Mm -hmm. Um, That gets me going. (laughs) Um, And then following that, 
I'll work into the, um, what the heck's the name of it? Oh, the blessing of the fleet. It's like a 10 miler, but that's like kind of my next, uh, little race. Usually I go March. Oh, actually there's the, um, no, it's in August. Sorry, my schedule's messed up because I haven't done it in a year. Um, so, yeah, St. Pat's 5K, <clears throat> Blessing of the Fleet 10-miler, which is in, like, July. So I've got March, kick off the racing season. Sometimes there's another one in, like, uh, end of March that's another 5K called Shamrock Shuffle. I might hop into that thing. Yeah, um, do a little shuffle. A little shuffle, a little Shamrock Shuffle. Um, then we'll jump into kind of a little bit of a higher mileage race, the Blessing of the Fleet 10-miler, which is in July. So it gives me like a couple of months to get comfortable running those longer distances. Um, and then after that, I'll do – there's a good good old-fashioned five-miler too called the Bobby Doyle five-miler. It's a great race. I love that race. Yeah, it's a um, good race. So I like that one. I usually do that one. That one's awful because it's in August. But it's a great, well-organized race. But August is usually a very difficult race because it's hot and humid. And there's a lot of fast runners in that race. Yes, that's one where my butt gets whooped pretty bad. (laughs) Um, So that one, and then like, then we get into like the fall. So I'll do some of the longer stuff. Where let's see, uh, I think there's a 10k beginning of October, Ocean Road 10k. And then I usually do like a half marathon at the end of October or beginning of November. Um, I think it's the one in Narragansett is usually the one I hop in just to Mm -hmm. stay local. And then like if it was like one of the years I was doing like a marathon, say, which will not happen again, um, then, uh, then in like November would be kind of marathon time. Gotcha. So that half in October is kind of like a little tune-up. Yeah. Then we're like, we get uh, to the point where I can kind of back off a little bit in mileage, hit the marathon, take the winter boom. off. That's my racing season. And Drop the sneakers. Boom. <laughs> boom. Whoa, that was loud. Um, so, yeah, that's my racing season. Um, so usually, can I ask you a question about that? Yeah, totally. Go for it. So – I like your plan. Is it does? I mean, do you specifically not choose <clears throat> the longer races races at the beginning of your season, or is they just happen to be organized that way? Does it work out for you just because of the local races, or are you choosing to never do uh, a half marathon at the beginning of the season because um, you know you haven't put in the time? Right. It's kind of chosen that way because there is a really fun half marathon in June that like I've done year, wait, like way back um, that is kind of organized around like 4th of July. So it's like end of June, beginning of July. But I typically yeah. will skip that one because I'm not quite there yet. You know, I like to give myself a couple more weeks now that I'm old. Not old yet, but like a couple <laughs> of weeks anyway. <laughs> I feel I feel old, so I need a little bit more time, you know. Um, so yeah, that's we should give ourselves that time. And I try to just make sure I can get through. I I can get through it, you know. So like, I I don't want to do too many miles in the beginning. I think 
it started more meant for my mental, like, like, cause physically I could probably run a hundred miles a week if I wanted to. I just don't really want to because mentally I get burnt out. Right. You know, and I just, I can't do that for a super prolonged period of time. Otherwise I get sick of running and then I don't run for like six months or something, you know? Yeah. And you don't want to have that, those negative thoughts knowing you don't want to do this and you're forcing yourself to do it Mm -hmm. because you know, that mental load could actually lead to some physical injury with that. So I like your thought process there. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's like a gradual build. Um, like you don't race. Yeah. No, it's been yeah. it's been a long time. Yeah. So I get I, I can come. Hold on, just working something here. I can come at it with again, like I always do, from the injury standpoint, recovery standpoint mm-hmm. of the advice I would give some of my competitive runners. Yeah. Um, and and when I was racing, I was never the mileage or <coughs> the amount of races you guys and some of these people do. Right. I'm like two or three a year just for fun. Um, so I like yours. So you did what? Maybe five a season? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say one, two, three, four. Yeah. Five or six, depending on the year. And that's within from what? March to December, March to November, March to December, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good amount of time you spread out. You've got your recovery time in between. Um, and I think that some people with, if it's spread out properly and their training is going well, <coughs> can do that just fine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if the um, if their recovery <coughs> strategies are going really well and they're doing a good job with their hydration, nutrition, they're allowing their recovery, they're doing some things like the Normatec compression boots or mm-hmm. some cross training. I think that coming from an injury standpoint, um, if you're optimizing your recovery, I don't see any reason why you can't get six races in in that time span at the distances you're talking about. Six yeah. marathons in, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've seen people. There's a, what's that group, the Marathon Maniacs? <clears throat> Have you heard uh, about them? Yeah, yeah. They are, they are what, you know, they're called maniacs. They're maniacs. <laughs> they, they are maniacs. What do they do? Like, they're trying to get a marathon in every state. I don't know if yeah. it's in a one-year time or something, like 50 marathons. Yeah, something like that. 50 marathons, 50 states. Some I've seen people do that in 50 days, like try to do it in 50 days. Yeah, it's crazy. I, don't, I do, I'm I do not, not suggest rec- people do yeah, that. not recommend yeah. it. No. Um, <laughs> someone just typed in trying to get there. Yeah. Awesome. I yeah, I mean, that's cool if you want to give it a go. Go but, for it, man. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Remember to sleep and recover. <laughs> Come, come, come! Get some compression, and then between the long runs, that'll help. <laughs> right. Yeah, but you know, some people can do it, and I've worked mm-hmm. with really high mileage runners, and they can, they can, they can just stack on marathon after marathon. Um, and for some reason, their genetics are just—they're recovering. They're, they can do that. Um, most people mm-hmm. can't, or they require a ton of self care and auxiliary work. Um, you know, and that's mm-hmm. when you got to be careful and don't let the metrics or the events make people don't let that make you make bad decisions is that proper english make you make <laughs> yeah don't make, don't let it make you make bad decisions yeah you do you you, yeah. you make your own bad decisions don't let yeah if you want to make, make, make you make it <laughs> right you make your own bad decisions right 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, that, I mean, that's what I see. Like I'm anticipating with the, the motivation and the, the energy people are going to be pouring into this race season that some people might be doing a little too many because they didn't do enough or if any last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just hoping they make good recovery decisions. You yeah. Know, other, ask, otherwise you'll be very busy. I'll be very busy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but we are busy yeah. before <laughs> pre-race season. We're busy. Um, <laughs> but one, one thing people ask, like how long, should I recover after a race? Do you have a certain amount of days where you shut you you shut down, or what do you do for your post race recovery? Sure. So, like, it, de- it depends on the distance. Like, if it's like a five k or whatever, then I might you know just take an easy day or or two after. And like, easy day is maybe a day off uh, or just like an easy two three mile run, just so I can kind of just get the legs moving a little bit without beating right. myself up too much. Um, if it's like a little longer, say <clears throat> half marathon, maybe it's a few days, maybe it's two or three days where I'm either off or doing shorter miles just to kind of keep the legs moving. I find like anything up to say that half marathon distance, it's not like as for me anyway, it's not as big of a deal as say like running a marathon obviously but because when i did do like marathons i've done two and each one afterwards like i just i really didn't want to run for like a week or two um and then after one specific marathon i didn't want to run for like six months or something just because (laughs) but that was more mental because i had trained like my training cycle was way too long and I was right. just sick of it. But like physically, I probably was recovered, you know, week, two week after, two weeks after. Then like I could have kind of got back into the running thing a little bit. And I try to like just rest, you know. So like resting, like sleeping more, trying to like hydrate as much as I can, trying to do like the foam rolling thing. Um all that fun stuff just to try to get my body kind of recovered. So when I did get back into the running thing, it wasn't such uh, such a chore, you know? Right. You brought up a good point. One of those races mentally, you just needed a break, right? Mm-hmm. You got to recover mentally too. Cause there's a lot of mental, emotional energy put into this training. Um, so it's something that people don't really consider. Um, physically. So when people ask me that question, how long should I recover? It's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. Some people can handle high loads and frequent um, race efforts. Some people can't, some people have good recovery (coughs) strategies. They have access to things like, um, infrared saunas, compression boots, jacuzzis, things like that. So anything that you can use to increase the recovery can shorten that recovery time. But typically I'm telling people, Mm -hmm. depending on the race and who they are, anything from like a almost a day or a half a day probably about a day per mile they raced of like absolute Ooh. recovery which is a lot for gotcha. people right it so is, yeah think, think about <clears throat> think about some of these really high super fast milers like they're throwing down mm-hmm. pr efforts they're taxing their body right there should be a full mm-hmm. day of just like okay let your body recover from that and then a gradual progression yeah. in through everything from cross training or maybe some walk around at that point. 
Um, and then look at marathons. So if you take a day off, that's a month, right? If you, if you yeah. follow my theory, that's a month off. That's a, that's a bit. So maybe if the distances yeah. get higher and the speeds get a little bit slower, you can go to that half day mark. But there mm -hmm. are some people that should take a couple of weeks and just just chill, walk, man. chill, stretch, read a book, mm -hmm. enjoy the you know the memories of the race you just did and all the effort you put in. But there needs to be some just shut down. You got to recover from that. You can't just get right back into training. Right, I think we see, right. see we see we see way too many injuries coming in um, post race, not because of the race, but because they just didn't give themselves time to recover after the race. Right. I think that is something that a lot of like runners specifically, and I like that's something they completely forget about. Like we were talking the I was talking in the shop here to two of like our faster runners, Patrick and Aaron, and mm -hmm. I was talking about one of my teammates in college uh, who would just like hammer every day, just like killing it. And he would like. I would just like would be so mad at him. I'm like, dude, chill out. Take a day. It's in it like an easy run. And <clears throat> both Aaron and Patrick were like, that was me, man. That was me in college. Because right. they, they were just like trained in their brain somehow. And they're like physically, you know, kind of made to do that stuff. Right. But like, I don't know, maybe they could have ran faster if they took a day every once in a while. But that's a, that's a weird thing for Runners to wrap their heads around. Yeah, it's right? like if Wait, I, if I run don't faster, run, I'll I'd run better. Harder. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But you, you, you mentioned Patrick. That I don't think that guy ever got hurt, did he? No, no, not not that I know of. Not at least a running injury. Right. Right. Maybe <laughs> Which he, is fell, he, did, he did fall down once and hurt himself. But other than that, yeah, yeah he had some like. Good. He had some like organ injury or something, but it, <laughs> yeah, was, it wasn't little, a running injury. Yeah, it was a little nuts, <clears throat> but yeah. So like running wise, he never got hurt. So why would he think he has to recover? You know. But I argue that he probably could have been even better if he had some recovery days in there. I don't think you can get to your full potential without resting. You know, you take advantage of all those hard efforts by rebuilding yourself, and you need that time to rebuild. That's right. just I, that's just where I'm coming from. I think that. I mean, it makes sense, you know, because like, isn't the like when you weight lift or when you run, you're kind of breaking down stuff. Yeah, and, and then, then you got to build up the time for it to build up, and you can't you, build up if you're just like hammering constantly. Right. You know, that's why I, I really you. liked. I mean, I went to like a D three school, very low key, but the coach was really good at kind of making sure that we weren't just like burnt out you know, from running. So like the goal was to make us like lifelong runners. So when we get out of school, we feel right. good enough to keep going, you know? Absolutely. And I like this, this uh, comment from Dave, Dave here. Uh, he says, the last three-week cycle between marathons was all slow running for me. Saturday's race was a better race than May 1st, probably because he was chilling out and recovering, you know? I like that. Yeah. F refill right? the fuel you tank. Know what he, you know, putting some holes in the bucket, man. Putting some holes, right. Putting some holes in the bucket, right. getting that elasticity back in the muscles and tendons, all good stuff. Exactly. It's good stuff. Recovery is good. 
It is people. good. Um, it's not a sign of weakness. So in, right. And I think for like the topic we're, we have covered today, like the whole <clears throat> season, like if you're someone who wants to get out and run kind of consistently, maybe you want to do five or six races throughout the year. Maybe you want to do your first 5K and then you get through it and you're like, man, this is great. I'm going to do a 10K. You need to give yourself some time to kind of get ready for that next right. distance. And if yeah. you don't recover, it is cumulative. It builds up. You got it. Yeah. So you not only got to recover, and then also you got to increase your mileage and your training loads to get to that next distance. Right? If you're training for a 5K race, now mm -hmm. you want to do a 10K a couple weeks later. Are you ready for a 10K? I don't know. Right? Everything's got to go up. Mileage got to go up, but then that recovery's got to creep up too, man. You're going to need some more of that that rest. Right. And then you just quit your job so you're, you know, you got more time. Right. That's the way to do it. That's what I would do. <laughs> right. Yeah, that needs to work. Right. Exactly. It's all about recovery. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Works for losers, you know? <laughs> As we're both sitting in our office. I know, we are both literally at work right now. So <laughs> what does that make up? <laughs> Who knows? Anyway. All right, Mike, I think I got to get rolling here. You got anything else to add to this like uh, convo about the racing season? No, just hopefully it's a good season for everyone. You can make it a good season by allowing yourself to recover, prepare, Recover, prepare, take care of yourselves, and they'll have a great season. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be an epic year, I think, for the summer racing season in New England. I think so. And uh, just a quick quick tip for folks. Don't get too, like, worked up about it because you've been pent up for, like, year for a year and you haven't raced. Don't get all crazy and sign up for, like, 15, 20 races in a, in a season. Don't do it. You know? Don't do it. Give yourself, give yourself maybe <clears throat> four or five and crush them right so you get yeah, wait before we go do you, do you have a joke oh crap i didn't think of a joke mike do you have a I, joke i i got one it's so uh, dumb no i love i love them so i was with my friend over the weekend and he's like bro can you hand me that pamphlet and i'm like bro sure <laughs> <laughs> get it <laughs> i get it i get it oh wait we got one quick question oh before we uh before we wrap it up okay. tell us about recovery for beginners please those who run say like seven to ten k every day so what do you got team. mike again it's so individual but hopefully there's some built-in rest days is that that seven k to ten k a day that's what that it says. Yeah. All right. But so 7K to 10K today. Um, if you're a beginner runner, I probably would be taking a day off every two to three days. Um, not running five, six, seven days straight. You need the recovery days. So just that rest day alone can um, kind of ward off a lot of the cumulative trauma. So that would be my best advice without knowing a little bit more. Um, so what's that in mileage? 10K is what? Eight miles? 6.2. 6.2. Thank you. Not a good math guy. That's so that's okay. a decent amount of mileage. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. again, if beginner, two days on, one day off. Um, during that day off, really just easy. You can get on a bike or in a pool if you need to do some sort of activity. 
hike, walk, stretch, um, just let your body recover. No intense pounding or intense um, running like activity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would probably be the best general advice I could give you uh, for right now without knowing more. Makes sense. That's kind of how we approach our beginning runner group too. So like we don't really have workouts that are back to back, you know? Right. So take, take some time, enjoy yeah. your day off, read a book. Snow. I think we're frozen again. <laughs> I missed that, but that's all right. That's all right. Cool. All right. Well, I think we're good. I think I'm lo- I'm losing like more and more connection here. That's cool. We'll we'll call it a day. And uh, I think it was a good tip to end on. And uh, right. thank you all for tuning in. And thank you, Mike, for joining me. And I will maybe see you again next week. That's it. Let's do it again. All right. Cool, man. All right. Thanks. Enjoy your week. We'll see you. Yeah, you too. See you.